Good morning and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. This is the first episode of 2021 and I am so excited to have on today Jason Wilkins. Jason is a Sheridan College illustration graduate and has been creating caricatures, murals, and illustrating for print and web professionally for 20 years. Jason's messaging is all about spreading positivity and following your own personal path of happiness. Jason's studio is in the beautiful city of Peterborough, Ontario, Canada, where he lives with his wife, Heidi, four children, Sam, Julian, Avery, and Kelly, their cats, Hero, Betty, and Jojo, a bearded dragon, Chai, and an Italian greyhound, Marty. You've got all the pets over there. Um, <laughs> His clients have included Adidas, LinkedIn, Toronto Blue Jays, Twitter, HP, H&M, and many more. Jason, I am so honored to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thanks, Bobby, for having me. It's awesome. How are you doing today? Uh, really good. Yeah, really good. It's the, well, the first time um, I was into the studio uh, a couple of days ago to kind of clean up, but this is kind of the first like in-studio day for the new year, so it feels good. feels good. That's awesome. Good to be back in there, back creating. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about what you've been up to lately. Yeah. So um, uh, as you said, like I do a lot of different things. So illustration, character, murals. Um, and uh, it's interesting sort of how things have evolved over um, COVID time. Uh, it's been really helpful to have sort of all those things in the go. Um, because at any, at any point, you know, like one of them can go and then you have, you know, it's important to have that backup, right? So, mm -hmm. um, my, uh, my event side of my company, obviously kind of tanked during COVID, uh, it's since sort of. Oh, I can't hear you. Okay. There we go. Okay. Good. Um, can you hear me? Okay. Yep. So you were saying okay. the event side. Awesome. So the event side kind of is gone. Um, and, but it's kind of been reborn into this virtual thing, which is great. Um, but for so long it wasn't there and that was sort of half of my business. Um, so um, now the mural thing has really kind of helped me out and uh, it's, it's really taken off and, and that's kind of kept me going. So yeah, more, moral of the story there is just kind of have more than one door open and uh, it's kind of paid off, which is great. Well, that's wonderful. And then on the event side, were you doing more so like live caricature drawings or what did that look like for you or live art for large scale events? Yeah, so um, what I was doing is, um, cause we're just outside of Toronto. So uh, I would head into Toronto several times a month and do like large corporate events. So digital characters, so I have my iPad and um, and a small printer and do like oh it, it kind of just blew up over a couple of years. Um, I went entirely digital probably four years ago, mm -hmm. and um, ever since then it's opened up lots of opportunities. And that was one of them um, was really to kind of like um, like get into the corporate scene and kind of work with with some pretty large companies. So it's been great. Oh, that's wonderful. And for those of you who are wondering, like how do digital illustrations work and so forth? Were you using mostly Procreate to do this? 
Yeah, so my iPad Pro, uh, that's the, the first one I got and uh, loaded Procreate on there. And, um, and that's been my, ever since that's been it. Uh, it's super powerful. And I, I had other tablets in the studio for larger jobs, which I no longer need. So it's been wild. I upgraded my, my iPad recently. So there's much more room on it and there's just way more you can do with it now. So it's insane. It's pretty crazy how it's blown up technology. I don't even know the next five years, like what things might look like. It's crazy. It is incredible. Like, I mean, we're doing this right now on zoom and it's broadcasting live and it's going out to podcast and, but on the procreate side of it now, a few, I want to say probably like three to five years ago when procreate first came out, one of my good friends out in LA was doing the digital illustrations and got into that. And yeah. what's super cool to me is to see the progression of when you record it and then you can make the videos and I would just be enamored. Yeah. I would just sit there and yeah. I'm like, this is so cool how you've got all the layers and how you blended this. That's an awesome feature in there. Like it's just kind of built in. So you don't think about it, you're drawing and it just captures it as you're drawing. Right. And then clients love that stuff too. So I'll just send that off as like an extra, like, I'm like, what? Like, how did, how did you do that? Uh, it's just like, it's kind of magic to people sometimes. Right. Um, even to me, when I first discovered all this stuff on here, it's just wild. And my daughter like uses it. She knows stuff on here that I don't even know about yet. So it's funny how kids are just immediately plugged in. Right. Oh, they just play with it. And they're like, Ooh, here you go. Here you go. Yeah. 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 I have nieces and nephews and they're like, Bobby, what's your passcode? And they asked me once. <laughs> And then after that, they're like, oh, I want your phone. I want your phone. Yeah. And they remember it and they've got everything. They're like opening up TikTok. And I'm like, don't get into my stuff, please. Don't create yeah. content. Yeah, it's <laughs> really. Post it. Yeah, it's funny when uh, I talk to kids that I'm teaching up here and I'll say like before internet or before I had a computer because when I graduated art school, uh, honestly, like we had a computer lab, but it was pretty scarce. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, uh, it's insane. They don't understand. They don't get it, right? So it's kind of neat to see that progression. Definitely. And it absolutely, I think for the initial investment of anybody who's out there is like, I really want to do art, but I don't have the tools and so forth. Like if you have an iPad and either the Apple pencil or whatever pencil stylus that you use with it, you can literally have so many tools at your fingertips to play with in Procreate. Yeah, absolutely. And, and something else I always tell like young artists coming up is uh, like, don't, you, you have to sort of know the fun, you have to get the fundamentals down, you know, use traditional materials. And because this technology is a tool you know, it's not going to make you an insanely uh, amazing artist, like out of the gates. You have to have that sort of foundation, right? Um, but it's an incredible addition to to someone's career, to so even just getting going. Yeah. Have you always been in the art world or how did you start out and get to where you're at now? Yeah, so... Uh, um, I went to art school, so I've always been in, that's sort of since day one, that's, I kind of knew what I wanted to do. Um, went to art school, went, uh, was in an art, a local uh, arts program uh, here in town, which my daughter's in now. Um, went from there to um, 
post-secondary, which was shared in college. Um, and then came out of there, everybody thinking, like everyone thinking they're amazing. Um, and you know, you're gonna come out of art school and you know, that's it. You're gonna make it. You know, I, I said to my friend, um, uh, we were driving along after graduation and I said to him, um, you know, this is it. I'm never gonna work a real job ever in my life again. And, uh, and that was not the case. So, <laughs> um, so I left art school and, you know, um, worked, um, a decade in a call center. Um, and, uh, which was actually good learning, um, met some awesome people. Um, it was good learning in the, in the way that I knew that that's not something I would ever want to do again. Uh, uh but be honest fed the family and kept things going for 10 years um with my art sort of in the background i'm still working away on that um long story short um i split from my from my wife and um had no idea what i was going to do uh and then um it's interesting how moments like that sort of um create opportunity and um if you want them to uh so from there just sort of built the business up um decided that's what was going to happen and um i left that job with nothing and was really scared <laughs> and the first job i took after leaving that was a mural on a water tower and i'll never forget it because it didn't pay very much and the guy said if you can come out and do it it's yours so um, i was in a town close to peterborough and i was a hundred feet up and um, it was close to water, so the um, the scaffolding was doing this as I was trying to paint. Oh, man. And the kicker was, um, the kicker was, a, I'm not a fan of heights, right? So <laughs> uh, it was five weeks, and I ate junk food the whole time, and I lo actually lost weight because I was so terrified every day. And so that just shows how badly I wanted to kick off and really kick off my art career was was to take anything that kind of came my way. Um, no matter what it meant. And um, from there, it's just like, as you know, you know, one thing leads to another, to another, and it kind of snowballs. And um, that's, that's how my business continues to grow, is I just, um, I create stuff and um, stuff that I love to do. And, and luckily, people enjoy it and they like looking at it. And um, that just leads to the next thing. So um, that's just the basis of my business is just to make people happy. And, and it just keeps rolling. That is incredible. And I've looked at your artwork. It is so bright and so fun from the murals and, you know, you're drinking out of the Tim's cup and I saw one of your designs that you had oh, yeah. up on there. Like, there it is there. Yeah, yeah. look at it. I'll even put a, this yeah. a, the cover photo on there. Um, yeah. But it's so fun. Like. I just, if I had a cup like yeah. that, I just like stare at it the whole time. Yeah. That and, I then was like, and then like shoes and stuff like, Ooh. so, and then uh, like, like, so I did one for um, uh, International Women's Day a couple of years ago. So I did like a pair of women's shoes as well. So it's, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like me having fun. It's just, that's all it is. And, um, I kind of just throw stuff to see what's going to stick. Um, and uh, some stuff ends up horribly and <laughs> never sees the light of day. And other stuff, um, you know, I'm just it, just, it just grows like the mural thing. It wasn't really planned. 
I just started sort of drawing on my studio walls and um, put some Facebook ads up and Instagram ads up and um, yeah, people started seeing it. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. That's the thing, when one person connects to it and they're like, hey, this is super cool. You should check out what Jason's doing. Yeah. And then that's how it organically grows, you know, yeah. from the live event side, somebody can see what you're doing and then be like, oh, what else do you do? Let me check out the rest of your work. And exactly, mm-hmm. I can see how that not having that now has sort of like made you reinvent the wheel and innovate. And it's like, how can I bring that element back into it yep. to capture this sort of spiral of and domino effect of who's going to share what? Yeah. And, and that's what I, I'm just, I just keep doing is um, during all this, like um, I'm kind of sick in the way I tell people sick in the way that I don't, I enjoy not knowing what's coming next. So from month to month, kind of like, Ooh, like, is it going to be all or nothing? (laughs) Uh, um, And that forces me to get really creative and kind of go inside myself and like really kind of dig a little bit on, on new things I can create and um, new projects I can come up with. And um, it's not all about, it's not all about money. Like I'll put stuff up and, uh, and just, and just let it go and just have fun with it. Because if you get so, I mean, yeah, you have a family to feed and you have things to, to pay, but um, it's not it's not the end all and be all. And if you, you're too focused on that, um, things creatively, I, I find um, just come to a standstill. Um, so I think a lot of young artists like come up thinking that um, this is gonna be it and they're gonna make a ton of cash. And I mean, it's taken me 20 years to make a decent living and um and and i love it and that's the only reason it sustained itself right yeah this is so vital and key to like whatever you are doing in life no matter if you're doing art or you're creating in another sense or you have a business selling something whatever it is like you have to have fun in the process or like you said, that creativity is at a standstill and it's not there because you lose sight on the inside of what truly matters and why you started what you're doing. Exactly, yeah. Um, again, I, I preach it as much and whoever will listen, I'll, I'll tell it, but like, um, if, you're not gonna, if you're not gonna invest everything in something that, that, you're, that you, you wanna do um, and you're not gonna take the leap and kind of burn your bridge and, and just go for it. It's, it's just not going to happen. And um, you should always have that backup. I think at the beginning, for sure. Um, I think to take a blind leap, maybe not the smartest thing, but to, to understand that if you're good at something um, and, and you really feel it, I think you should jump and it's really important. Um, and uh yeah, just being creative as much as you can and putting stuff down on paper or iPad or whatever it is you're working on or wall. <laughs> um, literally just doing it as much as you can. And um, it's the work, period, it's the work. Plain and simple, right there, you've heard it. And even if you don't have walls to write on, yeah, we all have windows and dry erase markers. And yes. 
uh, just, just hearing like writing on the walls made me think back. I transitioned from what I used to study. And so I was a chemistry major and I hated organic chemistry. That was like my worst nightmare. I was like, yeah. you know, everybody was like, oh man, if we get 38% on this, we're ahead of the curve, you know? And, but yeah. that's what my roommate and I would do. We would sit in the lounge and like write on the windows to get all of these equations down. And it just yeah. brought back that memory of, you know, you got to do the work, like whatever it is, like take what you have. If you don't want to write and use a whole bunch of paper, you've got windows, grab some Windex. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and even when I have kids up here, when I'm teaching, um, they come in and they see the, my drawing on the wall. I said, here, take a Sharpie, just go home and start drawing your parents' walls. They'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if parents... I did that as a kid, my mom yeah. would choose OCD. Oh, no. would have been like, what in the world are you doing? I think anyone's parents would be like, ah. Um, but yeah, uh, just just going at it 100% all the time if you can. And um, if not, just do it when you can. And um, like I did for years. It was it was in the back burner for years. And um, But it never goes away, right? If, if it's something that you're passionate about. So yeah, that's an important lesson for kids. And I think I always use kids as, as an example because um, I always feel like they're the, they're the area of opportunity. Um, adults, they're harder to turn. I mean, it's, it's, it's so funny to say turn, but like I've had people come to me and say, like adults say, you know, I don't know. It's easy for you to say, like, do what you love and just leave everything else, right? It is easy to say, but um, uh, you, can start at, you can start at any point. I'm 43 and I've only, this has only become full-time in the last three years so you can start at any time and and make a go of it and you don't have to leave your your day job um but i find that kids get them out of the gate man get them out of the gate in that in that frame of mind of do what you love uh if not i really feel like it's a waste of time and that's sort of an extreme view but i'm very passionate about that and um you know we're not here for very long and um, it's very important to to take a second and really evaluate what you want to do with your life this completely resonates jason with me and myself and like sort of where i started out in education and thought i was going to go to med school and then i scrapped that and everything from my mom was and my parents were one of these huge drivers of like ever since i was little like you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a lawyer. And I was the oldest yeah. in my family. And, you know, like you have that, you get good grades and everything. But I can see how that mentality that my mom had with me compared to my youngest sister, who is 16 right now, and I'm 30. Right. So wow, yeah. it, it like completely has shifted. She's now like, oh, yeah, like Maddie really excels at this. And I'm like, I am so happy you have changed your mindset to like finally. Yeah, that's great. That we have to do what we love. And she's so supportive of what I do. And like you said, like we always use kids as an example. I used to teach and I was like, you guys really have to do what you love. Like go for it, go for it. Like the risk at the very beginning when you're young is minimal. Yeah. The risk for you and me right now 
is a lot higher stakes. Yeah. And, you know, the bills add up, you got to put food on the table for family, you've got yeah. mortgage, whatever it is. But then there still comes a time where you realize that like what was serving me in the past is no longer serving me today. So I've got to make that jump and take that leap. Otherwise you're doing a disservice to yourself. Yeah, I'm an entirely different person now than I was eight years ago, entirely different. Like it's insane. You don't think people can change. And um, when you really start to come into your own that's when it just sort of naturally happens. You just become yourself. And I just, that's what I want for people more than anything is, is um, to realize their full potential as cliche as that sounds. Um, it's, it's everything. And um, once you find that, and again, I don't care if like you have your full-time job and, and it's a nine to five, that's what a lot of people love. And I'm 100% on board. But if there's something else in you that you know that you want to do, just take it home. Just do it. Just do it on your on on the side, or do something just to light you up a little bit. Because um, the the grind nine to five can I'm sure for a lot of people can just wear you down, right? It did for me, which is why I kind of reached that point of okay, <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> I feel you on that. I mean as I've explained before, and people who have known me, like I was on the road for 10 years, you know, traveling nonstop and just going. And, you know, it is a roller coaster. And it gave you this sense of like, okay, I'm able to go, you know, able to travel, able to create my own schedule, which is incredible. But then there's also this token when you're living the freelance life, and when you have your own business and doing, I was doing freelance event marketing where you, you're always like thinking like, when's the next one? When's the next one? Or if something pops up, like it was really hard to say no to it when I wanted to do something creative, creatively. And I was doing photography then. And it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, well, one day this will all mesh together. And it yeah. did on the like, one of the last projects that I took before COVID and then, but then you hit this phase of burnout of like, maybe this isn't exactly where I need to be and my soul is going in another direction and I got to make that jump somehow. And that was one of those points where it was like, okay, like let's spend some time, let's figure it out and look at yep. where I'm at now, you know? Exactly. And that's what happened to me before I, I, 100% shifted to to just me. I was doing partially my stuff and then partially for stuff for a media company here in town, um, some marketing. And um, what happened was I was I was starting getting so much work on my own um, that uh, the guys at the media company were like, maybe you should make a choice because <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a nice way of saying uh, or you know this isn't going to work because what ended up happening was I was doing my own stuff there while doing their stuff, trying to keep up with both. And it just wasn't happening. So it is interesting how those moments come where you like you, like that's a, d a defining moment, like saying, okay, that's it. Then 
like I got to I got to jump now and um, probably the best decision ever. Yeah, for sure. And it's at those moments where you don't realize it, I find that you're like, mm -hmm. oh, they're pushing me out of this. Like they don't want me here anymore or so forth. But it's yeah. actually the initiative that you need to like lift you to that next place in life. Oh yeah, I've had so many of those, those moments and a lot of them are horrible. Like, like I said, the, those defining moments come out of, of times of despair and depression and, you know, just life knocking you down um, repeatedly. And, uh, and then it's, it's, um, it is a choice. It's a choice how you come out of those. And um, um, I've, we've, my entire family sort of were brought up um, uh, to just embrace positivity and, and, um, and always kind of approach things that way. And so I think that's helped me tremendously get out of those funks and kind of reinvent myself a little bit. So how do you prioritize now in the space where you're at? You know, there's always this balance of doing projects that you love for you and then also client work. Mm -hmm. and yeah, client work pays the bills up front, but you got to also have the personal work going to attract the new clients. Yeah, so um, that's definitely a fine line. Like, um, I find I don't have much time to do my, my own thing. Now, the Tim Hortons cup was one of those things where I had an idea in mind that would get me work, but I would also love doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I do that as, as often as I can, like, um, like again, there's the, the cup, but so this was just literally me just playing around. And, um, I thought I'll just see if they can pick it up. Uh, still don't know. They sent me some nice free stuff. Um, but it's just, it's just the act of trying. And then that gets you work because, because it gets, it gains traction, you know, local media. Uh, we had some, I had some um, media pick it up inside of town and then people see it and your approach for other work. So that's another thing is to do what you love to do also comes with that. Like you, you're going to take stuff that you don't love all the time. It's just how it goes. I mean, you can't live in the clouds 100% of the time. Um, my wife keeps me pretty grounded that way. <laughs> She's the sensible one. I'm, I'm always up here. But um, um, it's, those, it's those moments where you can grab those moments for yourself and try to make them work for your business too. Um, so I do that as often as I can, like just playing around. I think that's really important just to keep the fire burning, you know. And it's so fun because you can literally almost write on any surface yeah, and draw and create. So it's yeah. like, okay, well, what's inspiring me today? I'm drinking a cup of coffee. Why not write on the cup? Why not? Or, you know, got, or it. Like, got it. Got a shoe. I'll draw on your shoe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it can be anything like plates. Like my mind's going on like collaborations and yes. Yeah. This reminds me well, I saw yesterday, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but Gucci and North Face did a collaboration. Two brands that I would have never pictured going together, doing a collaboration. And they have murals now in Shanghai, London, New York, and Milan, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And 
like one of them in Milan, they created a puffer jacket, like the standard North Face puffer jacket. Yeah. That material on the outside of like an apartment building. And oh. you look at it and I'm like, this is so cool. This is so realistic. Yes. Out of a collaboration that I would never imagine between two, you know, yeah. brands. And no. it happened. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. And I think that's a fairly new movement is, um, and I think we're gonna see more of that coming up um, because of COVID. Um, people wanna be inspired. Um, they want to, to when they're walking uh, these empty streets, uh, they wanna see stuff up on the walls that makes them feel good. And um, I've had a few clients like that um, during COVID that said that to me, that they just want, um, one was a dance studio in Toronto um, and they said they just want their dancers to come in and feel better. And um, I feel like if you were to sort of boil down my business and what I do, that's what it is. I just want people to feel good. And, um, and, and I think that's the end all and be all. Like if we can all make each other feel a little bit better, especially now, like that's, man, mission accomplished, right? Game over. Like what more could you want? That, yep. you know, that you know that your work and your art is bringing smiles and, you know, a piece of joy into somebody's life that they don't have right now. And yep. like you said, like, the art is something that, you know, I've missed it. We've all missed it. And especially, you know, when you have cities that, like, museums are closed or, you know, there's the safety issues or... You know, it's you've got the digital version online of like, let's do the walkthroughs of different museums. Yep. There's still something about it that when you see something that's powerful or just like makes you smile, like fills you up, you're like, oh, I need more of this in my life. Yeah, everybody does. Everybody does. Um, you know, especially now, like I keep saying, there's people out there that are that are really hurting. Um, financially, emotionally, um, uh, and literally anything you can do. You don't have to have a massive impact. Um, you don't have to be someone super important. Um, literally, and again, as cliche as it sounds, seeing someone on the street and just saying, hey, like, you don't know what that's going to do to somebody. Um, so that's, I try to inject as much of that into my work as I can. And um, again, I equate a lot of this to the way I was raised. It's just, um, it comes from my parents, it comes from my grandparents, it comes from, uh, we all just have always been that way. So, and it's something I try to give to my kids as much as I can, um, um, even during the teenage angst uh, times. <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody just needs more of it, period. 100% like you're preaching my words Jason yeah. like I always say you never know if you're going to the grocery store or having coffee or you know just saying hi to somebody especially at times like these when a lot of people are by themselves constantly maybe they're living alone and they don't have a family with them or even if you have family with you there are still moments where like everybody's so disconnected that you still feel alone even though the house is completely full and 
that having like just a couple words or smiling to somebody might be the only face-to-face -face interaction that somebody yeah. has had that entire day. 100%. And when we were all hit with this in March of last year, um, I went through two months of, I would say, some sort of depression. Um, it feels weird to say that, actually, because I, I'm not one to... I don't know. It's a weird thing for me. I, I don't often get like that. So when it happens, it's, it's really strange to feel that way, but you know, something's pretty wrong. Um, and what it was for me is just literally not creating and not everything felt like it was kind of dropping away. I kept getting phone call after phone call. This event's canceled. This event's canceled. And I looked at my wife and I'm like, don't know. You know, I have no idea what to say. <laughs> But um, I'm trying. Just, I'm just here. Trying. We're here. And um, so uh, that's just another piece of advice. Uh, the way I heal myself is just I just I just keep creating. And if I don't, it doesn't have to be for anybody. It literally feels like withdrawal. Like I'll get grumpy. I get agitated. Um, and then I'll ask myself sort of what's up. And the answer is usually you stop creating, you stop making stuff. So that's how you know what's in you. Like when, when um, you just can't get by without doing it, right? Yeah. So back to the point, um, I think we may see, we're gonna see more of this as, as time goes on. It's not, COVID obviously isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, sorry, there's a, there's a plow outside. Oh, that's um, okay. uh, so I think we just need to up it up all the positivity, you know, as much as we can put it out there. And, um, I sound like a broken record and, uh, I stopped caring about that. <laughs> I mean, I uh, say the same thing. So we're like best friends now, Jason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even care anymore. It just needs to be out there constantly. And, um, and uh, again, end of story. Like it just has to, um, you just have to keep putting it out there. And um, there's, like I said, tons of people need it. Tons of people need it. It's at these points, like you said, you're like, it's really hard when you're a positive person and you have these moments, whether it is depression or a period of like world, your world as you knew it, completely upside down. You're going through a time of like clients are canceling. They don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And then it just domino effect and snowballs in over to you. And I can totally relate to that. Like I was sitting in end of February with a seven month contract to go on the road. And then it was like, oh, March. Well, we don't know. Maybe April we'll talk to the client, but it's definitely on the back burner. And then they were like, well, yeah, I don't think it's happening this year. We'll like retable conversations in January. Oh. And I'm like, at this point now, I'm, I was going to go on the road with my boyfriend and I'm like, I don't even want it. Like no. I'm at a completely different place now than what I was in February. Like, I don't see myself doing this. I don't want to do it. So yeah. they're going to have, if this ends up happening, which I don't see happening right at the moment, like 
it's this time period where we all have to like take the time go inward which a lot of us don't do because it scares us Mm -hmm. um but when you spend that time then you really find out what you're meant to do and what you should be doing yeah yeah very well said and um and and you're right it's it's a really scary thing because um a lot of people have this sense of stability in their lives as far as work goes and stuff like that and uh which i've never really had uh not recently so i'm kind of used to this um up and down thing um but it's a scary thing it's it's definitely no laughing matter it's nothing to take lightly um but it is 100 percent true that growth comes from these times and like i already said you got to choose it and um and whatever that looks like for you it could even be like you know physical fitness or um you know reading more taking the time just to grow um i i've talked to a lot of people in the events industry who um who who are enjoying the time i mean if you can you know like uh who, who have nothing to go back to right now and are just like you know it's out of your control so I'm just going to take the time to do what I can to better myself, you know, hang with the family. You know, it's about perspective. Um, when you can, when it's a, it's a tough one to talk about because um, it's not as easy as that. It's, it's, um, you, you can say it until you're blue in the face. Um, but uh, for some people it's, 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 it, it freezes them when they're in moments like this, they don't know what to do. And, I think you just start there. Like if you don't know where to go or, or you know, um, um, again, try, try to, I, I don't know. It, I find it very difficult. I find it very difficult because I'm in sort of a unique, unique position where I'm already, like I said, used to this ebb and flow of, of, of how things work as far as um, my work goes. Um, but yeah, I think you just have to take it a day at a time. It life is a roller coaster. And I can relate like previously, it was either zero to a hundred. You're either like at a standstill, waiting for a call, seeing where life was gonna take you, or you're taking a trip for fun on your own, or I was creating, and then or it was like, here you go, you leave in two days, you leave in 24 hours, here's a plane ticket, see you at the office. And then you just packed up the suitcase and then you were gone. Well, yeah, for you, that's, that's the thing. I I had one or two jobs that were canceled at the beginning. You had seven months worth of work. So, I mean, you're at this place of like, yes, for those of you who've gone out of work and, you know, I have tons of friends in the industry or like grasping at straws, like, what am I going to do? But I will say that a lot of us on the freelance side of it and friends of mine we're very creative people. So whether we were doing photography, whether we were doing inspirational stuff, whether videos, acting, like what attracted a lot of us to this event industry was the ability to sort of balance or have yeah. faux balance because there yes. was no balance to it or yeah. rhyme or reason. Yeah. And what ended up happening was that we ended up putting more of our time and energy into the event world and helping out in the event world than what we did 
spending time on personal projects and getting our own stuff off the ground and running. Yes. But as I started to notice, like as things shifted and as everything was getting canceled across the board, like for the whole industry, yes, we all lost sources of income and we didn't know what was happening or so forth. It gave all of us who were super creative that time to go inward and say, it's here. Like we have the opportunity now. We've got all the time on our hands. Yes. Like there is nothing stopping us. Like I had friends on who like are creating a movie during a pandemic. Like yeah. so many things. There were so many, uh, someone else reinvented themselves and got into like marketing videos and yeah. video content and things that, you know, that were sort of hindering us in the past is now it's like, here's, here's the flat road. Like you yes. can only go up from here. Yeah. And, and uh, that's again, a great point because we spend so much of our time, especially people who are in regular jobs, like, and again, that's what you got to do. So you're working all week and then you come home and you're tired and what else are you going to do? And then you go to sleep and repeat. Right. Um, so yes, now what better time than during a pandemic than to, than to try to find what you want to do and make a go of it. Right. And here we have, um, uh, in Canada, we have some pretty decent, um, funding too. So the government's offered all kinds of, all kinds of packages for people in, in unique situations. Right. So, um, I mean, it's not tax free, of course, but <laughs> it's there. It's there, and it's it allowed people to breathe a little bit easier and maybe take that time to to uh, to find what they want to do, or at the very least, um, as close to that as they can get, right? Um, so I think that's it. It is it is again perspective, and it's like. If you want to look at this like it's the worst time ever, then that's what it's going to be for you. Um, but if you want to look at it as an endless view of opportunities, um, which is how I choose to look at it, and it's worked out okay so far, um, man, like that's how it has to be. You know, that's how it has to be. The sky is the limit if you choose to. <laughs> it is, and again sounds cliche and it all sounds cliche because it's been said over and over but until you live it until you know it and until it's part of who you are um then you don't really understand you don't really get it that's why i preach it so much because if you can get just a couple people to kind of like jump on board to something that they've always wanted to do and if they can just feel it like just for a second how that feels um you become someone new you really really do and you have an entirely different view of the world um when you when you love what you do um, um my i wasn't going to bring this up because i might get teary but my grandpa um my papa passed away a couple of days ago and um he uh his his mantra was always if you do what you love you know you'll, you'll never work a day in your life and um, for someone who was 88 and lived, you know, through times where you just get a job and you do it and you work it, it doesn't matter if you like it or not. Um, for, he was way ahead of his time 
like as far as that and he did he was uh he he was um what would now be called a graphic designer but he was a uh, he didn't work with lithograph and uh he loved it. he was there his entire life working career doing that um so the, that's why I try to get that message out to kids, especially is they don't even know it. And I didn't know it until I was older, but that message resonates your, through your entire life. So when you speak those words to kids um, and, and even adults, it can make a massive impact on someone's life. And I think that's, uh, it's, it's underrated and, and we need to spend more time on positive messaging and, um, and way less on, on crap that's out there, for sure. Uh, your grandfather sounds like an amazing person. And I know he's instilled not only the creativity into you, but sharing this knowledge that you and I both know. And if one person listens to this today, we have both done our jobs. Exactly. Like, Yep. That's essentially what it is. Like, if you can choose to do what you love, it, sure, it sounds cliche, you'll never work a day in your life, but you're going to work so much harder and so much more to get your idea off the ground and run yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I work and, and we work, we work hard, um, but it doesn't, it, it, it's, it's, it doesn't feel, feel the same. And there's the, it's a whole other can of worms as far as the business end of being a creative goes, which I've had to learn the hard way throughout the years. Um, so you still work and there's still stuff that, that really sucks that I don't want to do. <laughs> um, but the positive far outweighs the negative and, um, you just got to take care of business while you're being creative. That's it. As we begin to wrap up, what's been one of your favorite pieces that you've created over all time? Um, man, that's a good question. Uh, probably one that stands out. I did um, H&M, so their head office is in Toronto, and I did their office space. And that was my first big mural job after. Uh, it was like a really neat chain of events. So. I put up something personally I had done, I think just for my studio, my previous studio for the mural. And then I put an ad on Instagram for that. And the lead creative for H&M saw the ad and then hired me to do that. Um, so I went from doing it in my studio for myself for no money to doing it for H&M's head office. And then from there, like we talked about previous, snowballs, right? Um, and, um, yeah, that's probably my favorite so far. That was that was a great that was a great job. And most of the time when I walk and do a job like that, they say just do your thing. Like we've seen it, just go for it. It's like that's like a dream. Like that's a dream right there. Just yeah, to walk. Yeah, give you like here's an idea, but go create. And that's yeah. when you know that you've like I don't want to say made it, but you're art is being taken to a new level and they appreciate the art for what you bring to the table. Exactly. Yeah. And they, they'll provide some creative direction as far as wording and stuff goes, but as far as stylistically, it's all, you know, you go ahead and do it and we'll, I'm sure we'll like it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. And then the final question that I have for today, and I ask it on every episode, what's yep. 
one of the biggest blessings of recently for you? Um, oh, I would say because of the time we're in now, um, family, um, and uh, I'm gonna get teary. Um, and with the passing of my grandpa, probably just realizing how time's limited and um, we need to really focus on what we wanna do and, and, um, and make the most of every moment we've got, for sure. And without a doubt, family is so key and having those lessons instilled in us from your grandfather. I know how important grandparents are, especially myself and like their legacy continues on with us. So yep. now that you know this, you're, you can preach it to the world now and all of your art yep. and to your kids and those memories live on forever. Thanks so much. Yep. Jason, um, you want to share with us more of your social media handles, website, any and yep. all information? Uh, so Instagram is Art of Wilkins, W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Um, uh, it's uh, WilkinsArtAndCreative.com. Yep. Well, Jason, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. On Thank you. Yeah, I absolutely love this. Like we were diving into so many things that yeah. nobody ever expected to hear today. <laughs> chatting with artists uh, but that is the beauty of this show so thank you so much for being on thank Jay you so much it was a pleasure to everybody who is watching this today I encourage you to spend five minutes of being still being silent turn off your phone set a timer on your phone of five ten minutes and just go inward and like focus on being still and what comes to mind to make you take that step to doing what you love and what you know that you should do mm -hmm. so Perfect. enjoy today this has been a wrap on today's episode of coffee with bobby and jason wilkins thank you guys so much thanks have a good one <laughs>